Now can we turn that hand clap to the Lord? We love you, Lord. God, put me aside and move mightily in this place. We glorify you. We exalt you. We love you. Hallelujah. Can somebody shout that? Hallelujah. Now look at your neighbor and say, do you? Do you? Doesn't make sense, does it? This isn't about my message, but in the Greek, or sorry, rather in the Hebrew, the word halal, H-A-L-A-L, means to act wild or crazy. Yah being the same God or the, the, the smallest form of God from the names like Yahweh, Yeshua, I'll get into all of that. But when you say hallelujah, it is not simply the highest praise, but it is to give God the highest praise. It is not a noun. It is a verb. It is an action. It is to act crazy for Yah, to act crazy for God. Now, for 10 seconds, can I get some crazy apostolic praise? Put ourselves to the side and worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you. Come on. Come on. We love you, Lord. We glorify you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Feels good in here. I think we're going to have some church tonight. You may be seated. Bubba, Brother Danny, Brother Lytle, can you step over here real quick? Now, let me ask you a question. What name brand is that tie? That's a good-looking tie. Versace. That's a, that's a sharp tie. How do you pronounce that? I'm not sure. You're not sure? That's, a, that's, a, that's not Walmart brand, that's for sure. Do you know your shirt? No? Oh, no. no? Your shoes? Hugo Boss? Oh, my gosh. Thanks. Wow. You can sit down. <laughs> Didn't mean to embarrass Brother Lytle like that. Brands have played a significant part of our culture. We can automatically distinguish a, a Hugo Boss pair of shoes from a Walmart pair of, of flip-flops. Brands have, have, have had a way of becoming interwoven into our culture, dating all the way back to ancient Babylonian Egypt. You see, in Egypt, they would burn pagan symbols upon animals that were magical. They believed that it would protect the animals. Likewise, Babylonian merchants in Egypt would, uh, upon the doorposts of their businesses and upon their houses, they would inscript magical inscriptions that they believed to, to have some sort of power or authority to it, and they would, they would write it upon the doorpost. What's interesting here is from, from there we see, first of all, the branding of animals. Second of all, we see the branding of businesses, the branding of individuals that has become interwoven into our culture where, where nearly everything has a brand. A, a, a bottle of, of generic water has a brand. This, this tie has a brand where everything ha has developed a brand. 
You see, what's interesting about it is that where it started is the doorpost. But, but we look at the Bible and we see what the Bible has to say about it. The power of the story of the Passover is that in the very same spot that in homes and businesses, they would write these inscriptions that would worship false gods and false idols. In that very same spot, God commanded them to apply the blood of the land of the lamb rather upon those inscriptions that it would cancel out the effect of magic that it would cancel out the effect of of curses and of witchcraft that the blood was applied upon that very same spot that in the old testament before there was a name and before there was a christ crucified on the cross god said i want you to put the blood where the world has tried to put their name he said I want you to put the blood where the world has tried to put their identity he said I want you to put the blood where the world has tried to curse you where the world has tried to speak against you where the world has tried to burn you to hurt you to put you down and talk about you he said apply the blood apply the blood do we have any believers in the blood tonight it was a foreshadowing of Jesus. You see, throughout history, these brands have developed from there. You, you can see, I've walked around places like Keystone Mall. Have any of you ever been there? You know, people have a way around there of, of when you can walk by, you can smile. You can say hello. You can say, how are you doing? You look good today. They don't smile back. I don't know what it is, but you have a way of walking around there. Somebody leaned over to me one time. There was a man that walked by, very generic jeans, a plain shirt, and a scarf. And they leaned over to me, and they said, that's a $300 scarf. He was wearing a white undershirt and a $300 scarf. Now explain that to me. In our culture, a name can take a $2 t-shirt and make it worth $200, and, and people will buy it because we, we have established a, a belief upon names, that, that a name represents a, a, a legacy, that a name represents a, a quality, that, that nobody wants uh, counterfeit items. There, there was a while back before I was alive that it was popular I, I was told a story, and I probably shouldn't tell this story, but it's been at least 20 years. There was a man that went around some different churches, and he was selling counterfeit handbags. And people bought into it. They loved it. He was going all over the place. But, but nowadays, we've developed people, people don't want counterfeit. There, there is no value in, in replication. They, they want the real thing. They don't want the, the off-brand item. They, they don't want it watered down, manipulated, or changed. But they want it to be brand name. It's interesting. You see, today we are faced with a very similar problem. False prophets have forged the signature approval of approval upon lifestyles that do not reflect God. 
Lawmakers have forged the signature of justice and morality upon immoral, illogical relationships. They have rewritten God-given definitions of normality based upon minorities. Generals have forged the signature of peace upon bloody wars. You see, the media has forged the signature of peace upon religions that call for the death of Christians and of Jews. There, there has been a, a forging of, of signatures. A manipulation of, of the name, if you will, where, where people have started to, to counterfeit a, a signature, where, where they will brand things as peace when it means war. They will brand things as normal when it is strange. They will. There is a manipulation of, of the signature. There, there has been a, a, a change, a distortion of what once was. You see, this year, the Pope of Roman Catholicism released a publicity video. And in that video, it had about 12 different members of other faiths. Not Christian faiths, but, but Islam and, and Buddhism. And it went through about 12 different faiths. And, and, and in this video, they go through and, and each person has a, a moment to talk. And they say, um, I, I worship God in my own way. The, the Muslim says, I, I bow toward Mecca. The, 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 Jew, the Jew says, we, we used to sacrifice, but, but now we, we, we visit the temple. He goes through about 12 different people until finally it is on the Pope. And the camera has turned. And the Pope looks into that camera and he says, we all worship the same God in different ways. Millions of Catholics. That video sent out to, to millions of people, to, to millions of, of churches and congregations all over the world stating that we worship the, the same God, the same name in various ways, from various backgrounds. You see, there, there was a, a, an archbishop from, from a foreign country that announced to his congregation and to the world that it was time for Christians to refer to God as Allah for the sake for the sake of unity as Allah for the sake of unity but may I present today that there is only one signature capable of defining holy institutions morality liberty justice and equality there is only one name given among heaven or by men whereby we must be saved. That name is Jesus. That name is Jesus. Today I would like to discuss the name, who he is, and from whence he came. Adam and Eve called him Elohim, sometimes shortened as El or strong shepherd in the Paleo-Hebrew. Genesis 1.1, the first scripture we are ever given, simply reads, and many of you can quote it. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, there's something very interesting about that passage uh, of scripture there, there's two words uh, that that stick out to me that first word it, it is bera, or sorry berashi or reyesheth which means simply in the beginning 
Now, the interesting thing about that word, it is written in, in the Hebrew Aleph Bet, Ret, or Bet, Resh, Aleph, Shin, Yod, Tav. In the Hebrew, every letter has a meaning. Every, every letter functions as a symbol. So, so when you have a name, the name has a meaning. But each letter has a, has a very distinct meaning. And that name is a combination of letters to make a statement. So in Genesis 1.1, it says, in the beginning. Now, within that, with, with, within Bereshit, or Reyesheth, there, there are two letters that are extremely important. The, the first letter, which is Bet. You see, Bet represents the, the house of God. Bet represents the, the body or, or the tent of God. While, while Aleph represents the strength of God, it, it is separated in, into what's called a Yod and a Yod and a Vav. A Yod is an extension. So you have an extension above, an extension below, and a Vav that connects. The, the top yod and the bottom yod. So when they would say when, when they would say Aleph, it was it was more than 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 just uh, meaning God, but it meant a connection in between what is above and what is below, in, in between heaven and your and, and earth, a unification uh, of God and of man. For this very same reason was the first man named Adam. Because A was Aleph. Dam in the Hebrew represents or means blood. So when they said Adam, it was Aleph in blood. That's why Jesus became the second Adam. Because he was Aleph in blood. He was God in blood. He was the mediator in blood. He was the connection in, in between heaven and earth in blood. So Jesus becomes the second Adam. The Hebrew is an interesting language. Some called God Abba, or Father, which is simply written Aleph Bet. In the Paleo-Hebrew, the, 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 this represents Aleph, which is strength, it is an ox, or, or Bet, which is the house. And so when they said Father, they said the strength of the house. Now, this is interesting because the Hebrew word for son is Bar, which is written Bet Resh, which is the, 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 the head of the house. Now, 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 that is not to be taken in a literal context. That, that is not be, to be taken to apply to our families and, and to our, our physical uh, relationships with our loved ones. But rather what it represents is that God as the Father was the strength of the house. While God as the Son was the head or the physical the physical representation, the head, the extension of the house. You see, the Hebrew, when you begin to look into the meanings of words, it begins to open up scripture that, that you've, in, in a way that you've never understood it before. You see, back to Genesis 1.1. It says, in the beginning, if you separate that into Paleo-Hebrew, Bet means a house or a tent. Rest, rest the head. Aleph, God. Shin, teeth, or to destroy. Yod, a hand. Tav, a covenant. So when you break it down, and a covenant, mind you, before Jesus, was represented as a cross. They never understood it until the New Testament. 
so when you separate the first thing, the first word in the Hebrew ever spoken to God's people, it was not simply in the beginning, but rather it can be interpreted. The Son of God will be destroyed by his own hand on the covenant or the cross. Isaiah 46.10 says, declaring the end from the beginning. Revelation 13.8 says, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Now, the first thing ever stated gave the revelation of who Jesus was. So you look in to what comes after that. You have Reyesheth Elohim. Elohim being the first name of God we are ever given. Mind you, I am in the Hebrew is, is, is normally plurality. But, but what a lot of Trinitarians and a lot of people don't understand is that in the Hebrew culture, in order to understand the language, you, you have to understand the culture. And so that I am was not plurality, but it was what is called majestic plurality. For instance, the word Belohim is singular owner, but it means that that owner's name cannot contain him. He is a great owner. So when they said Elohim, they said Eloah that the name cannot contain. That there was a new name that was coming that would represent him because Elohim could not contain him. You look at the root and you get El, meaning strong shepherd. So you look at this and you look at the name Elohim. You have El, which means strong shepherd. And then you have O-H-I-M in the English. Or hey, meaning to behold. Yo, meaning a hand. Mim, meaning water. So you look at the name Elohim in the Paleo-Hebrew. And you read it in Paleo-Hebrew, the most ancient form of Hebrew. And it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It is a man with two hands lifted up. I, I shall not want. He walketh me, you go back to the hand, he walketh me beside the waters, the last letter, the waters. Psalms 23 revealed in the first name given of our God. You can go on and on with these hidden, thing, hidden things in the scripture because God wanted us to understand who he was. God wanted us to understand who El was, who Elohim was, who he was. They called him El Oiloa, God, Elohim, God of gods, El Ikab, the one God, El Hanaman, the faithful God, El Imat, the God of truth, El Sigadik, the righteous God, El Shaddai, the all sufficient God, El Ichyan, the most high God, El Olam, the everlasting God, El Roy, the God who sees, El Rasurun, the God of the righteous people, El Gabar, the mighty God, El Ziat, the God of knowledge, El Hakadol, the great God, El Oh, Hakavad, the God of glory. Oh, Hakados, the holy God. Oh, Hakamim, the God of the heavens. El Chayah, the God of life. El Tranan, the gracious God. El Yisrael, the God of Israel. El Salai, God of my strength. You guys get bored for a minute? El Racham, the God of compassion. El Malai Racham, the all-merciful God. El Kanu, the jealous God. El Haranu, the, uh, the awesome God. El Apim Avi Hatanat. I can't say it. Tachamim, meaning the God of all patience and all consolation. 
In other words, if you need it, L is. In other words, if you need it, L is. Exodus 3, 13 through 15. God reveals to Moses. He says, you shall call me, I am that I am. And you shall tell them the I am hath sent you. Which is where we get YHVH, written Yahweh, spoken Yehovah or Adonai. From whence we get Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. Jehovah Ra, the Lord my shepherd. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. Jehovah Shaman, the Lord is there. Jehovah Tiskanu, the, right, the Lord of the righteous. Jehovah Makadishkim, the Lord who sanctifies. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who will provide. Jehovah Shalom, the God of our peace. Jehovah Shabbat, the Lord of hosts. In other words, Jehovah was whatever you need. He was called Emmanuel, God with us. He was called El Yeshua, the God of my salvation. In which we get Yeshua, translated modern day, Jesus. In other words, all of El and all of Jehovah became one name. And under that name, you had every description of Jehovah and every description of El within one name. He is anything that you need. John 8, 58, he says, I am, I am blank. I am whatever you need. To this day, the Jews call him Hashem. Hashem means the name. They call him Hashem and they have never acknowledged the name. So when they talk about God, if you go, if you go and speak with a rabbi, they won't call him uh, Yeshua. They won't call him Jehovah. They'll call him Hashem, the name. Now, what is that name, may I ask you? What is that name, may I ask you? And you mean to tell me that, that, a, that a, a, a Catholic archbishop wants to call my God Allah? You see, Allah comes from the city of Jericho, meaning its moon. So when they said city of Jericho, they, they were saying city of its moon. So you look at Jericho. They worshiped the God of the moon and, and, and of the sun. And, and these false gods, they, they had three daughters. They were known as Alat, Al-Uzzah, and Al-Manat. Under these three daughters, false daughters, mind you, they formed a triad or a trinity. The name of that triad or trinity was Allah. You see, Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, grew up in a, in a group called Jehriya, which was a form of paganism. They worshipped 360 gods of the Kaaba. He picked one and created Islam. And you mean to tell me that he wants to call our God Allah? It's comical. It's comical. You see, for this reason, their symbol is the crescent moon. It, it, some even will date that back to, to, uh, to Diana at Ephesus. They say that the, the crescent moon symbol came from Diana at Ephesus. But, but the interesting thing, when you look at all of it, the name is Allah, meaning the God in Arabic. Now explain to me how the name of God can be the God. That's not a name. That's a role. Let me share with you. I'll do them justice. I went through quite a few names of our God. And I'd like to share with you tonight two names of the 99 names of Allah. 
Alamut to Kabar, the most proud. Alamut, the destroyer. Now, that doesn't sound like my God. CNN, that does not sound like my God. Okay, we'll get there. People, there is no God like my God. There is no name like my name. There is no blood like my blood. I had an opportunity this year to go to a a minister's conference that was uh, mainly for licensed ministers, but a a friend of the family opened up the invitation to me to be able to attend. Over lunch, I spoke with the man. He's extremely interesting. First of all, he's some sort of... of, uh, of, of, of South American, he, he has um, a, 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 a Spanish or a Latino descent, but, but he grew up in, in, in um, Israel, and in Israel, he, he was training to be a rabbi's assistant. He was a Jew in Israel, and at the age of 17, he moved. To make a long story short, he found God. He found the truth. He found who Jesus was. But he told me something. He said, Spencer, he said, people, people keep coming to me and they keep saying, will you please go with us? We're, we're taking this college group or we're taking this group of people. We're, we're, we're going to take them to Israel. We need you to come with us. And he said, okay, what do you have? They'll bring him a stack of curriculum. And, and, and that curriculum is everything that they've been able to come up with to prove who God is. And he looked at me across that table and he said, Spencer, he said, They don't need to know how God is. They don't need to be given information of what God is. He said, but you walk up to them. And he said, you get in their face and you say, my God is greater than your God. And then they'll listen. He said, it is just like the biblical story. Just like the biblical story with Moses, Aaron, and the magicians, they gather together. And they, their, their staffs are miraculously turned into snakes. The magicians as well. Now the interesting thing about that passage is that Aaron's snake ate their snakes. My God eats your religion. My God eats your philosophy. My God eats your science and your Scientology. My God is greater than your Allah, your Buddha, your Shiva, your Krishna, your Zeus, or any of your prophets. Muhammad ain't got nothing on my God. Joseph Smith got nothing on my God. Your Confucius ain't nothing but confusion, and your Buddha's nothing but fat. They got nothing on my God. They got nothing on my God. I don't care if you're a theist or a deist, a polytheist or a monotheist, a pantheist or an atheist. If you don't have Jesus, all you have is relics and religion. You don't have a God. (sighs) Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation. Go ahead, finish it. Finish it. In any other. For there is one name given among heaven or by men whereby we must be saved. 
Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above all names. John 14, 14. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. People, our name is greater. Our name is stronger. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my, in my. Without a name, you have no demonstration. Without a name, you have no God. Without a name, you have no blood. Without a name, you have no cross. Without a name, you have no healing. Without a name, you're going to struggle. Without a name, you're, you're, you're going to be in turmoil. Without a name, you're not going to find truth. Do you know who you are? Do, do you understand your bloodline? You're a descendant of the king. What are you doing out in the village? All of the king's house is yours. What are you doing out in the village? Do you understand your name? Do you understand your last name? You have been adopted into a new name. You have been born again into a royal priesthood, a holy bloodline. In Genesis 4, Pharaoh gave a ring to Joseph, and upon that ring had the name of Pharaoh. And he looked at Joseph. He said, Joseph, if you have that ring, they will not question you because they will see my name. This was a parable or a parallel, if you will, of the Jesus that was to come. What are you doing in the village? Do you understand your name? Why are you living that way? Why are you talking that way? Why are you struggling? Do you know your name? Look at your neighbor and say, do you know your name? A diploma has no validity without a signature of the schoolmaster. Art has no value without the signature of the artist. A book without a signature, what, what's, what's it worth? It has no author. For years, God used the pen names of man that they were able to give him under their own descriptions. But today we know his name. And it is by that name that our story has been verified, justified, and our sins nullified. Tomorrow we will celebrate. The 4th of July, Independence Day. Now may I add that when the documents were written that established our independence, that established who we were as a country, that, that they were not legalized or validated at the stroke of a pen, but that they were validated upon the writing of a name. When they scripted that name, Upon that powerful piece of paper, they were saying, you no longer belong to them. You know, the past is behind you. You no longer belong to them. You, the, the, the king of England has nothing on you. People, you have a new name. It was at that signing that it became nullified. The rights verified. The documents justified. Let me tell you something today. You've been declared free from bondage of your past. You've been given the rights to the priesthood. You've been given the privilege of the king's home. You think this is petty revelation? 
Simon Peter crucified. Upside down. Andrew scourged and tied to a cross. Philip put in prison and crucified. Bartholomew skinned alive and beheaded. Thomas was speared. Matthew stabbed in the back. James beaten and stoned. Thaddeus crucified. Simon crucified. Jesus crucified. People, what a brand name, Jesus. People, what a brand name, Jesus. They're sick of falsified religion, counterfeit Christianity, and forged signatures. Can I tell you something today? Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was white as snow. Mary did not. It wasn't Allah. It wasn't Buddha. It was the lamb. And his name was Jesus and it was upon that name that you are free today on this freedom Sunday it was in that name you find liberty our church has been in the process or was in the process of acquiring a bank loan that bank loan required signatures or signers to secure the payment of that debt but without a name, it cannot be secured. Secured. You see, Jesus signed off on your debt. Jesus signed off on your addiction. Jesus signed off on your problem. Jesus signed off on your killing. Jesus signed off on your depression. Let me say it again. Jesus signed off on, on your marriage problems. Jesus signed off on, on, on your emotional problems. Jesus signed off on your sickness, your disease, your hurt, your pain, your affliction, your problem, your Egypt, your Britain. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. He signed off. He nailed it. He got rid of it. A marriage license has no validity unless signed by the name of the officiator. The affirmation of the jury does not trump the signature of the judge. Last time I checked, God is the officiator and the judge, and the Supreme Court doesn't have divine control over what God already defined. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, you got to have a name on it. you got to have a signature on it. This last school year, I was in an English class. And it was in that class that I did a very large paper assignment. Yet I didn't get the grade. Finally, we got to the bottom of the issue, the, the, the bottom of what had happened. My teacher came to me. She said, I found your paper, but it has no name. I expected her to go ahead and give me the credit. She said, Spencer, you will not be getting a grade for this assignment. She, she said, Spencer, I, I know this seems petty. I, I know this seems childish. But without a name, that piece of paper, the works do not matter without a name. She, she said, without a name, that piece of paper is nothing but the bark of a tree. She said, without a name, that piece of paper is nothing but a tree. Without Jesus, the tree is nothing. Without Jesus, your works are nothing. Nothing. 
The problem with the Trinity is that if the Father is not the Son and the Spirit is not the Son, then neither the Father nor the Spirit have their signature upon the diploma of grace. Acts 2.38, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized in the, in the, of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for this promise is unto you and to your children and to all who the Lord our God shall call all who are afar off I want you to do me a favor I want you to look at your neighbor, and I want you to say the name. The name. I want you to look at your other neighbor and say the blood. Now, I want you to raise your hand if you've had a problem in your life. I want you to raise your hand if you're dealing with the current struggle. If you're dealing with a problem that is too hard to bear. If you're dealing with a sickness. If you're dealing with an issue. If you're dealing with an addiction. The hands went down. The hands went down. Look at your neighbor. The neighbor that raised their hand and said, the name, the blood. The name, the blood. Somebody stand up on your feet. If in the last six months you've dealt with an issue, whether it be financial, whether it be physical, whether it be emotional, whether it be a family problem, whether it be a problem with the bank, a problem with a school, a problem with, I want, I want you to, to lift up your hands. Now, now, I know this seems quick. I haven't preached long, but, but I pulled up to a bumper sticker yesterday when I was studying. And that bumper sticker said, it's not about what you know, but it's about who you know. Now, I know a God that is greater than any theology that I can give you. Everybody that raised your hand, I want you to come to this altar right now. This does not seem ordinary, I know. This does not seem normal, I know. Now the rest of you can come as well. Today, there is a name. His name is Jesus. And you see, this man named Jesus was no Allah. This man named Jesus was no Muhammad in a grave. But this man named Jesus conquered your current circumstance. He conquered your problem. He conquered your issue. He conquered your sickness. He conquered your disease. He conquered your city. On the count of three, yell out your problem. One, two, three. If you don't speak it, God can't do it. On the count of three, I want you to call out your problem. You don't have to be specific. I understand. You can just say my problem, Lord. One, two, three. One, two, three. The name, the blood. The name, the blood. The blood, the name. Jesus. Oh. If you'd only get that revelation that L is. If you'd only get that revelation that Yah is. The name. The blood. Oh my 
Now proclaim it over your marriage. The name. Why am I by myself? The name. The blood. The name. The blood. Now over your finances. The name. The blood. The name. They got it. The blood. Jesus. Jesus. Now over your health. Do I have to coach you over your city, over your family, over your church, over your parents, over your youth pastor, over your pastor, over the new campus? If you get that revelation today, nothing can withstand you. Nothing can hurt you. Nothing can conquer you. There is a name above all names, above all the addiction, above every problem. Now, if you believe it, you'd step into it. If you'd believe it, you'd step into it. You'd walk with the name. You'd talk with the name. You'd claim the name. You'd live the name. You'd act like that name. Can somebody shout that name? all over this house I wonder if you lift up your hands if you need anything in your body if you need a miracle in your body in your health in your bank account just lift up a hand right now if there's somebody that's standing next to you and they've got a hand up I wish you'd go lay your hand right on their head and begin to proclaim the name of Jesus come on all over this house right now in the name of Jesus by the authority of the word of God by the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ we speak of freedom into this house we speak the miraculous from the front to the back in the name of come on now somebody lift up your voice and begin to proclaim the name of Jesus Pushing back the darkness. Come on, somebody lay your hand on the person that's standing next to you. Speak it into existence. Say God. God is fighting for us. Pushing back the darkness. Lighting up the kingdom that cannot be come on now there's a boldness in the Holy Ghost in this room I wish you lift up your voice and begin to claim the miraculous begin to claim the thing that you thought was impossible Come on, say God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness. In the name of Jesus, and we will shout it out. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a financial miracle in this house. Everybody lift up your hands. Right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I speak a miracle in someone's finances. You're going to go home and there's going to be a check in the mail that you haven't been expecting. That cannot be shaken.